around 64 million people, or 17% of the adult population in the United States, has issues with medical bills. In bankruptcies that happen in the United States, 60% of them contribute to the bankruptcy because of medical debt. And in our country, 10 million people in our country cannot buy basic necessities because of medical bills. I recently learned of a group called RIP Medical Debt. RIP as in rest in peace, medical debt. And what they have done in the past few years is pay off $120 million worth of medical debt. They've forgiven it for 60,000 Americans. And this is how this works. This, this is what I think is so cool. So you may know that mortgages sometimes get bought and sold and given to different lenders, and they take over a mortgage. The same thing happens with medical debt. Medical debt can be pooled together in what they call a portfolio, and then those portfolios are given on what's called the secondary debt market. Well, then RIP goes in and for pennies on a dollar purchases that debt and then forgives it. And they contact the families who've been affected and said, this is now wiped away. You don't have to worry about this debt anymore, and it comes off your credit report. The funds that they get to pay off these debts come from corporations, private citizens, nursing associations, churches, even television stations will help contribute to purchase off this debt so that it can be forgiven. What RIP does is restore hope to families. They offer mercy and forgiveness and love and care in a material fashion, in a monetary fashion. They offer a richness in mercy and a bounty in forgiveness and a very great love. And that's what makes them such an excellent modern day, current example, a relevant example of what our scripture is talking about today. Today we're talking about grace. We're talking about grace. The formula that we find in the letter to the Ephesians is saved by grace through faith. Now everybody say that with me. Saved by grace through faith. Say it again. Saved by grace through faith. And now say it a third time. Saved by grace through faith. We are saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Well, what is grace? What is grace? Grace simply is love. Grace is God's love. Grace is a gift that God gives us that we cannot possibly earn. It is a love that we cannot earn. We cannot earn God's love. There's nothing we can do to earn God's love. God just loves us. God just loves us. And that grace is given to us freely without, without anything that we have to reciprocate. It's just God's gift of free love given to us. That's what grace is. When I worked in retail at a Christian bookstore, there are certain customers that stand out in my mind. And there was one day a couple came in, and I don't remember what they purchased, but I remember waiting on them. And they, they, they bought their items, and, and they left the store. And then a couple of minutes later, the husband comes back in. He comes back into the store, and he says, the Holy Spirit told me to give you this. And he handed me a little bit of money, about $20, $40, something like that. And I said, oh, no, I can't accept that. And he said, no, 
God told me to give this to you. And I, and I kept saying no, but he kept insisting. He kept trying to give it to me. So we accepted it, and we put it toward a staff appreciation luncheon that we were having the next week. He offered something that I had not earned. He offered it out of a sense of God wants you to have this. It's a gift that I cannot reciprocate. It's one that he just gave. And one that resulted in joy and happiness and peace and humility and love with me and my staff. That is what God's grace looks like. It's a gift given that we've done nothing to earn. It is a gift given without expectation that we're going to reciprocate in some way. And it's a gift that we say, oh, no, 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 I can't accept that. God's going to keep giving and giving and giving and giving and keep trying to give it to us until we do accept it. It's not a one-time offer. He keeps. He keeps giving. He keeps giving. We are saved by grace through faith. Well, who receives God's grace? Who receives this gift of God's love. As United Methodists, we believe that all people, all people receive God's grace. We believe that everybody receives that gift of love when they are born and is active in their life from the very beginning. Grace manifests itself as the Holy Spirit in our life, dancing around us, moving in and through us, over here and the people that we know and the people over here. And this, this grace just acts through us. And it's, it's that grace and the Holy Spirit that whispers in our ear and says, hey, you know, you need this Jesus guy. You need to meet this Jesus guy. You need this hope. You need this peace. You need this love in your life. And it's the Holy Spirit that places people in our path to guide us and direct us to faith. And that's what grace does. And when we say, no, 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 I don't think I'm ready for that. It's God's grace that comes and says, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm going to keep coming back around. I'm going to keep, this grace is active. It doesn't just sit there. It's alive. It moves through us, in us, dancing, wooing, whispering, jumping, leaping, and catching us. That's what grace is. The purpose of grace is to bring all people to God through Christ. That's why we believe grace is given to all people because God desires all people and hopes all people to come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Who receives grace? All people. Because God loves all people. We are saved by grace through faith. Say that with me. Saved by grace through faith. Say it again. Saved by grace through faith. One more time. Saved by grace through faith. We are saved by God's grace, which is given to all people through faith in Jesus Christ. Well, what is faith? What is faith? What is faith in Jesus Christ? Faith is believing that Jesus is the Son of God who came to the world to save the world. Faith is accepting that Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. Faith is saying, okay, God, I have questions. I've got questions, God, so help me when I don't believe. Help me when I can't believe. Help me when I can't believe. Faith is understanding that Jesus makes a difference in my life so I can make a difference in someone else's life. That is faith. That is faith. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, said there is only one condition to salvation. 
But wait a minute, Katie, you just said that grace was free and that it was a gift from God and that it was for all people, so how can there be a condition on salvation? Well, that condition is faith. It's kind of hard to say, I accept Jesus Christ if I don't have faith in Jesus Christ. So it makes sense to me that there is a condition to salvation and that condition is faith. And that is the only condition to receiving salvation. John Wesley says it works like this, is that at some point in our lives, we come to understand that Jesus Christ came to save the whole world. We come to understand that. And then at some point in our lives, and for some people it happens just like that, for some people, like me, it takes a little convincing, we gotta keep coming around, back around and back around to this idea, if Jesus died for the whole world, that means that Jesus died for me. That includes me that Jesus Christ died on that cross for me. Because Jesus died for the whole world, that's me. That's me. That's me God's talking about. This faith is mine. This faith is mine. We are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by God's gift freely given of love to us and to all people through faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior. I am saved. By God's grace, by God's love in my life, because of my faith that Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior, you are saved by God's love for you because of your faith that Jesus Christ is yours to claim, that Jesus is your Savior. We are saved by grace through faith. Say it again. Saved by grace through faith. Again, saved by grace through faith. And a third time, saved by grace through faith. We are saved simply because God loves us. And we have faith in that, in Jesus Christ. Today we wrap up our summer sermon series on our favorite hymns. And for many people in this room, your favorite hymn is Amazing Grace. For many Christians around the world... You saw it in, in the hymnal, it's translated into different languages. Amazing Grace is, is a very common hymn sung in Christianity. It was written by John Newton in 1772. Some of you may know this story. John Newton worked as a sailor, but not just a sailor. He worked in the slave trade. He worked on ships that took human beings created and loved by God, ripped out of their families, shoved on a boat hoping they might survive the trip across the world and then sold into slavery. That's how John Newton made a living. He was on those boats. You may have heard the phrase, cusses like a sailor. John Newton put that phrase to shame. He had a reputation with his captain of having the worst language of everybody on board. He would even invent new cuss words. The captain was having to tell him repeatedly, tone it down. Now, this guy was not just not a Christian. He was not just not a believer. He would get in arguments with people. He would yell at them because of their faith. He would refuse to listen to what they had to say. He was just downright the rude atheist that had the language to back it up. That's who John Newton was. Well, one night when they were on their slave ship, a storm came up. So violent that there were men who were being thrown overboard by the waves. John Newton and another sailor on board strapped themselves or tied themselves to some mechanical equipment on the ship 
to keep them on the ship so they wouldn't wash overboard while they kind of like bailed. I don't know how you stay tied and bail at the same time, but that's what they were, that's what they were doing. And in the midst of that storm, John Newton cried out, Lord, have mercy on me. He cried to a God he didn't believe in for him to receive mercy. In the weeks following that storm, he survived the storm. In the weeks following the storm, he pondered, am I worthy of God's mercy? He pondered this. Given the life that he leads, am I worthy of God's mercy? Now, he continued in the slave trade for many more years, including becoming a captain of a slave ship. But during the time between the storm and his continued career in the slave trade, he started reading. And he loved to read philosophers. And he would read different aspects of what philosophers were thinking. And, and some of the books that he started to read were about Christian theology, the understanding we have of Christ. So John left the slave trade and became a priest in the Church of England. When he would start preaching on a weekly basis, one of his disciplines was, and I don't know how he did this, he would write new hymns every week to go along with the scripture he was going to preach. I can tell you writing a sermon once a week is hard enough. I'm not writing a hymn on top of that on a weekly basis, that that was his spiritual discipline, and that's where the hymn Amazing Grace came from. It was one of his weekly creations to enliven the scripture that he was going to preach from. Amazing Grace is the story of redemption and forgiveness, written by a man who cussed like a sailor's sailor and sailed on a slave ship was saved in a storm and became a priest who preached on a weekly basis, writing hymns every week. Amazing Grace is a story of redemption and forgiveness for those who think their sins are too big for God to forgive. It's the stories who think, I am permanently lost, God cannot possibly love me. And Amazing Grace says, yes, you are worthy. Yes, you are worthy of God's mercy. John lived it. He experienced it. I am worthy of God's mercy. We are saved by grace through faith. Say it again. Saved by grace through faith. Again, saved by grace through faith. Third time, saved by grace through faith. We are saved by an amazing grace given to us by an amazing God of love and mercy through our faith in Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior. Christians talk a lot about grace and love and mercy and forgiveness and, and salvation, and we talk about eternal life. But I want to close with two questions. What are we saved from, and what does eternal life look like? Now, you may have your own answers to those two questions, but I want to share you what my answer is to those questions. We are saved from being separated from God for forever. We are saved from being separated from our Creator who loves us more than we could ever possibly imagine. We are saved from eternal separation. We are saved into eternal life. 
We are saved into a life in the very presence of our Creator who loves us more than we can ever possibly imagine. We are saved into an eternal life that starts in the here and now. That life with Christ is today. It starts here. It starts now. It starts when you walk out that door. It's starting right here with you in this space. That's what we are saved into is to God's presence now and eternally. You are saved by God's grace, God's amazing grace, for the very simple reason that God loves you. You are saved through faith in Jesus Christ simply because God loves you, because God sent Jesus, because God loves you, because you have taken that in and said, yeah, that's what I want. I accept Jesus in my life. You are saved. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.